Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Sean. Hey, how's it going? It's going fine. Uh, today, we're going to talk about someone you have to sift through a lot of history for. <laughs> we're talking about Sif. Very nice. <laughs> What do you know about Sif? Sif. So I first encountered her in the at the very end of the Walt Simonson, or actually the very end of the Thor run that precedes Walt Simonson's run in the eighties. She had been a, a romantic interest for Thor. I mean, it kind of made the most sense, right? It's like it's like when people pair up Wonder Woman and Superman, and even though DC unfortunately did that and it was a disaster, Sif and Thor have always kind of made some sense. But they they end that. Right before the Simonson run, they, there's a little bit more of a definitive ending. There's a defi- ending with him and Jane Foster. And, you know, it looks like maybe something will happen with Sif, but it doesn't. And then in the Walt Simonson run, which is the best run of Thor ever, she pairs off with Better Ray Bill and kind of goes off with him on adventure. So that's where I first met her. And, and I, in my mind, she's always sort of the badass, you know, Asgardian goddess who you know, will just straight up kill a guy if he needs killing. And I like her as a character. And then of course, you know, we got to encounter her in, you know, some, some of the Marvel television and and movie properties, but, but yeah, she's a great character. She's an untapped character, but she's great for a melee. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things that, uh, that I didn't know I wanted until again, Jason Aaron's run, of Avengers that's currently going. I didn't know I wanted just just uh the Savage Sea Hulk and the the Thor to just be like <laughs> making out all the time. And that's what they're doing. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are. The latest issue, uh yeah, by the time this comes out it would be the latest issue. They try to go on a date. Mhm. And Jennifer Walters get like upset cuz it's just like Thor's just like all I want to do is see you turn into a giant woman, a giant woman. <laughs> so, uh, and she gets bad, but then when she gets bad, She-Hulk comes out, and then She-Hulk's just like, yo, Thor, give me some sugar, and yeah. they make out. And it's real good. It's an interesting pairing, and I like I like it because it's like bro-Thor and like, savage she-hulk and it just kind of works i like the jen walters edition of the mix as like the smart measured person who's like maybe this isn't a great idea and then she-hulk comes out and is like shut up jen we're this is going down <laughs> like it but uh but sif um her real name is sif yeah yeah it's a good code name <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a uh, warrior slash shield maiden and uh She's publicly known on Earth, and the general population tends not to believe that she's a goddess. Of Earth, I should say. She's a citizen of Asgard, born in Asgard, and she's single. <laughs> Her, she is the sister of Heimdall, Heimdall which I forgot about. Um, and she first showed up. She first showed up in Journey into Mystery, uh, number uh, number one hundred two in March sixty four. <clears throat> the slave of Zarko, the Tomorrow Man, <laughs> who I can't wait to talk about because he does actually get a uh, entry. Oh, he does. Um, 
Yeah, which I don't know why Batroc didn't, but still. <laughs> you gotta let it go, man. You gotta let it go. <laughs> uh, she is a warrior goddess of Asgard, sister of Hemdal, the uh, the watchman of Asgard. And uh, as a child, she had golden hair and was the occasional playmate of Thor, uh, Odin's son, as he goes through. Is he still going through by Odin's no, son? No, he's, he's he back to being Thor. Thor now, now that Jane Foster's not Thor anymore, he's Thor again. Oh, I really hope that the that the Asgardian-based event they're doing is good. I mean, it's Jason Aaron, so I think it will be. Well, yeah, I don't like the artists they have on it. Russell Dodderman? <laughs> oh, I don't blasphemy, like man. Russell Dodderman's amazing. I like, I may maybe I have to wait, but the preview images they put out, I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, he did I the first I like few it. issue of Aaron's, I don't know, which rebooted. I mean, Marvel's renumbered that thing so many times, but, uh, you know. Now they're doing Legacy. Legacy. Uh, as well, yeah. So yeah, it, it's still yeah, frustrating, it but you know, Dodderman's amazing. I, I'm psyched for that. I, and and Jay Aaron's been building to War of the Realms for a long time, which, and I do think Sif is going to have a big role in that because, yeah, I mean, she is the sort of you know, she and Valkyrie are sort of the the big female warriors of Asgardian culture, and so I hope she gets a prominent role in that. I have, I have a feeling yeah. they will. Um, but uh, yeah, so. She also played with, um, you know, Loki as well. Uh, when they were adolescents, uh, they Th- Thor and Sif were adolescents. They fell in love with each other, but because Loki is a is a messy bitch who loves drama, <laughs> um, he he cuts off all her hair while she slept, and then um, uh, Thor, uh, not being incredibly dumb, was just like Loki did this. <laughs> And and then de- and then demanded that he restored Sif hair. So he sought out the dwarves, uh, Brock and Eltry, and and asked them to create new hair for Sif through their arts. But um, he wasn't willing to pay for the work, so they decided that so the dwarves decided that the price of knot would be create a strand of knot. And they created long black hair from the blackness of night. And once they uh, sat upon her hair- head, they took root and began to grow. Uh, Thor? Okay, I don't know why this was needed. Uh, Thor thought Sif was even more beautiful with the black hair than she was before. And then Loki. Loki was just like, drat. Foiled again. Foiled. <laughs> he likes brunettes. Didn't know. Eventually they parted when she began her training as a warrior in earnest, and Odin uh, long deemed her to be a fitting mate for Thor, uh, and after his brief relationship with the, well, brief, that went on yeah. for a real long time there, Brooke, uh, brief relationship with a mortal woman, Jane Foster, uh, came to an end. Um, Odin, hoping to hoping to turn his feelings into a different direction was just like, yo, Sif, you know, my son, you know, guy with the <laughs> God of thunder that with that hammer, he's going to be at this uh, coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> later. Um, and then they became, and then they became lovers and companions and fought as allies in numerous val- battles. But then he, they decided to get married. But um, but Thor was just really, really liked 
uh, yeah. Earth, like a lot. And Sif preferred the worlds of the gods to the mundane world of the mortals. Uh, and after trying to adjust to Earth life, uh, she she returned back to Asgard without uh, without Thor. Uh, but she is not mm-hmm. a jealous woman or goddess because uh, what she did was when Jane Foster was dying, uh, she gave a little bit of her life force uh, to revive her. And they, and she started to merge with her. And uh, she did this to like attempt to understand Thor's attraction to this mortal. Jane Foster was, was separated shortly after and was sent to the uh, limbo dimension of the rune staff of the, of the possessor. Um, Listen to that episode. If you want to hear just a real (laughs) dumb Thor story. It's all pre Walt Simonson. Yeah. Sorry. Jane was sent to the limbo, was sent to limbo. And uh, when Sif and Thor rescued her, uh, they aided the, they aided Beta Gray Bill in defeating his people against the mm-hmm. onslaught of demon armies of Suter. And then uh, Sif and Beta Gray found themselves increasingly drawn towards each other emotionally. Her relationship with Thor was worsened when Thor, who was forced by enchantment to fall in love with the Asgardian Lorelei. Um, now, they skipped over the big part where Lorelei failed for multiple times and then. And then uh, curse. Wait, wait, no, wait. It's was it Loki. Curse yeah. or Loki? No, Loki was just like, "You're dumb. I'm going to make a piece of wood that does what you do." And <laughs> they did it in one. Yeah, one try. Because all they needed to do was have Thor mm-hmm. drink something. And yeah, not a challenge. It's not hard to do that, <laughs> Lorelai. And why did a piece of yeah. wood do a job better than you, Lorelai? This is maybe this is why Thor doesn't like you. Yeah, you're really bad at and, everything. And that it's funny because the Sif's relationship with Better Ray Bill is my favorite part of her character. And not that I want her defined by a relationship, but you know she she sort of moons over Thor back in the older days of Marvel, and she's not her own fully formed character. And then Better Ray Bill comes along, and and he's not. He's in a very weakened position, but he's still noble and, and valiant. I mean, he's noble enough to pick up the hammer of Thor. And Sif sees him, you know, it, when she's like, she's like, yeah, this is, it may not, it, maybe it wasn't Thor I was attracted to all this time. Maybe it was that nobility. And I see it in this man in, in Beta Ray Bill, who is more open and, I, yeah, I don't know, just more willing to share his life. I, so I liked that relationship. I thought it was cool because I thought Sif was always the stronger of the two. Like, she was definitely the mightier of the two, and I liked that. So, another thing I like to bring up as well from Walt Simonson's run is I love that in the first issue, like, Beta Ray Bill and stuff, like, kind of picks up the hammer, and immediately, like, like his dad, well, not Beta Ray Bill's dad, but, like, Thor's dad was just like, yo, yeah. I need you, son, and teleports the wrong guy, and then, like... And it's just like, Dad, I'm not a horse demon. Why? It's like, Dad. Odin Odin is the dad who goes to daycare to pick up his kid. And the kid has a red backpack. So he just grabs any kid with a red backpack. He's like, come on, son. It's time to go home. Like, I just love it. Because when you break it down, because it's supposed to be like kind of sad. Because he's recognizing like the power. But I'm just like, but like, but he like, he, but like, he could have just been like. 
hey Thor, yeah. what's up? Oh yeah, but no, 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 he just, just grabs like, son, him. I need you without permission, <laughs> and then he grabs the wrong person, and then at one point he's even kind of like, yeah, I like the horse guy. Like Thor, you're gonna have to figure it out, man. Like I'm not just you know. You know, okay, uh, Thor, um, yeah. I'm going to disown you if you can't beat the guy who uh, I just kidnapped out of nowhere, and apparently I like better than you. Yeah, I, I've known him for three seconds, and he's already a better son than you've been for the last millennia. <laughs> yeah, Odin, <laughs> Odin is the worst father on the planet. <laughs> I mean, it's just shocking. And Thor's like, Dad? And he's like, you can't call me Dad. I'm his dad now. Like, it's just, yeah, it's a great, it's really awesome. Yeah, Odin, Odin should go down as father of the year. <laughs> but uh so um Sif so after Sif realizes that um he was enchanted by the enchantress's younger dumber sister <laughs> who can't do the job that a piece of wood can um she felt sorry she also realized that Lorelai was the reason why Thor hit her because Thor was just like I love you Lorelai and she's just like, I'm going to hit, hit that one. Mm-hmm. And he did because he was enchanted. Um, so he was also, so she was also greatly uh, impressed by Thor's heroism by descending into the realm of uh, hell with one L and saving the souls of Earth's mortals. And um, she accepted his role finally, as the Guardian of both Asgard and Earth, but decided to stay behind with uh, Beta Ray Bill to return to his people. Now they're basically like, they're just good friends right now. They, they, uh, uh, they're good friends right now, and that's pretty much been, I think, the status. Thor and Sif, or Thor and Beta Ray, or Beta Ray Bill and Sif? Thor yeah. and Sif. Thor and Sif. Um, I don't think they've had a lot of romantic stuff lately. I think they've had. I think he had more romantic stuff with like Valkyrie than with Sif recently. Well, he, yeah, Thor gets around. <laughs> Thor. Yeah, Thor gets around. I mean, I mean, right now he has the best yeah. girlfriend, Jen Walters. which is the Savage yeah. Sea Hulk. Yeah, Jen Walters, the best one. Although she really likes Avengers, like she dates. She's dated almost all the Avengers except for like. Yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite things about She Hulk's character, especially in Dan Slott's run on those books. Uh, his two runs on that book. Where people kind of accuse her of being promiscuous. And she's like, yeah, so what? She's like, screw you. Thor sleeps with everything that moves. And, I, and nobody says anything to him. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little promiscuous. I like that. I'm fine. I'm happy with who I am. And I'm like, you go, She-Hulk. <laughs> well, also another thing another thing with the She-Hulk transformation, um, it's, it brings out like the qualities that the person wants yeah. to be, basically. And with the She-Hulk transformation from the very beginning, she was just a more confident mm-hmm. woman, which is why she's like always the She-Hulk if she can. Lately, not. She doesn't like being the Savage yeah. She-Hulk as much. Um, but she, but it's not like as a contentious relationship that like Ban- mm-hmm. Banner has with Hulk. Um, and like Banner was just a repressed nerd who like just wanted to be able to do something in the world, and it kind of came out as mm-hmm. rage. And destruction, and but with with Jennifer, like it's just like I can just it yeah. was confidence, and like you know, and when you're more confident, and you know, you can you can bang Thor. Like, why don't you bang <laughs> it Thor? Is a question worth asking. Like, <laughs> like yeah. why not? Uh, and and like I mean, like, but yeah, she does oh, do yeah. a lot of the Avengers, yeah. but. Uh, uh, including a, a very unfortunate, uh, unfortunate start. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I have to say, though, Luke Cage has a funny quote in an issue of, of Alias where Jessica Jones is going off on him because she's like, you're, a, you're a, a cape chaser. You know, you dated me and you dated Spider-Woman and you dated, you know, Captain or Miss Marvel and you've dated all these people. And Luke Cage is like, I'm a superhero. Most of the people I work with are superheroes. It's just like meeting somebody at work. It's like if I were a lawyer, I'd date a lot of lawyers. And I'm like, that is such a good defense of that. So, so yeah, so Jen Walters is a, a little bit of a cape chaser, but, you know, it's the way it works. Yeah. Also, I mean, she would, like, crush most mortal men. <laughs> but, but back to Sif. But back to Sif. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love she I can talk about her forever. So much. I can. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she's 6'2", weighs 425 pounds. Almost nice. Um, weigh, has blue eyes and black hair. Originally gold. But, you know, that messy bitch who <laughs> loves drama uh, got to him. Got to her. Uh, so she has a li- she's a little bit stronger than the normal Asgardian uh, woman. Um, she can do about a thirty tons. The average can lift about twenty five tons. So she has the traditional attributes of a Asgardian woman or goddess. Uh, she's really long lived, but not immortal like the Olympian gods, which is another reason why I like the uh, Norse gods a lot. They're they're you know they can be killed if you are good oh, yeah. enough at killing a god. <laughs> um, she's pretty much immune to all earthly diseases and resistant to Asgardian. Fl- uh, I, I mean, resistant to uh, conventional damage. She has about Asgardian flesh is uh, in bone is about three times denser than human t- tissue, and uh, she has superhuman endurance because she has better. Everything. She's really good with unarmed combat, but she's mostly known for her swordsmanship or swordswomanmanship. I never knew how that. There you go. Swordship, whatever. Which she can, she can defeat like. The well, she is her only her ability is only um, sorry, surpassed by like Valkyrie, Brunhild the Valkyrie, who is like made. Specifically, only <laughs> to fight. <laughs> so, uh, and she has a special sword enchanted by Odin to allow her to cleave passageways through dimensions, through uh, special. So she's like a way more emotions. badass sidewinder, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind no, of. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe if you're doing teleportation, yeah, make it something yeah. cool instead of a giant cape, a cape that you have to awkwardly drape around people in order to teleport make it a sword that cuts through dimensions that's way cooler although i will admit like if he wasn't a bad guy and he had like a like a son or daughter oh, yeah. that'd probably be pretty yeah. fun daddy to, teleport, to, like, teleport around <laughs> that would be cool and yeah Cause like, cause if it's if cause if one foot is five mm-hmm. feet, that means he can go like a hundred feet. Well, actually, it says he could go up to fifty miles. He just gets a bad headache. So, I mean, and actually, you oh, know, yeah, if you had Sidewinder, so. even if even if he actually was still an evil economist who formed the Serpent Society as a father, he'd still be a better dad than Odin. <laughs> but yeah, so she has a really cool sword that can that she can like <laughs> whip and ribbon dance with and make a portal. See, that's a cool teleportation device. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't actually know she had that power. I don't think I've ever seen her use that in the comics. That must have been a, a one-shot or one-off deal. Or she just doesn't do it often? Yeah. Well, she doesn't appear often, unfortunately. I mean, she's pretty much 
whenever they're going to have a, an Asgard scene or they're going to have a big battle with a lot of Asgardians, she's definitely at the forefront with like the Warriors 3. But other than a, a really brief run by Catherine Immonen, you know, for about I think it was like a four or five issue run in Journey to Mystery about 10 years ago, if not more, she's never really had anything focused on her. So, so I mean, it, you know, who knows where that appeared, but it'd be pretty cool to see her use that power. She has some real uh, unfortunate costumes. Yeah, I like the red and white one the best. I like the traditional sort of red and white battle armor that she. There, this is this is like their short shorts version. Of yeah, it, and it's Simonson, so it's a nice piece of art. But I like it when it's more full armored. But I do think it's cool when it's the red and white armor. It's just it's a nice look. It's really clean, and uh, I, I just I've always liked her look. I've always thought she's a really compelling visual. She she has a problem that where like she basically has like a. Not a bikini or anything, but like less covering, but it's just it's good enough yeah. armor when someone else has like a full like chainmail everything. Yeah, I mean it's definitely the eighties armoring of, you know, hey male hero, you're covered head to toe. Hey female hero, you know, here's a breastplate. Like <laughs> Well the good thing the good thing about the nineties is that they're just like, Hey everyone, you're almost naked. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. The the thong became the the superhero wear of choice for everyone. That is true. <laughs> But yeah, I think we're pretty much done talking about cool. Sif. Um, I wish there was like a little bit more to talk about, but honestly, like she doesn't show up. Well, in the, a lot. the one thing I would throw she, out just quickly because I'm sure people who are listening are thinking about it is you know she has a brief run as a, as a side character on Agents of Shield, the uh, ABC show um, that's still running actually, and the the actress who played her and I'm blanking on her name. I feel bad. She's good. She's a good Sif, and you know she's kind of a a, a strong woman character. She comes in, kind of throws people around. She doesn't get a lot of depth. Doesn't get a lot of development, but it was good enough that people were clamoring for more of her in the MCU. So, you know, maybe maybe in a future Thor movie, if there is a future Thor movie, we'll get a little bit more of Sif. Especially now that, that um, Natalie Portman won't play Jane Foster anymore. Well, uh, one of the things, though, is she's currently doing on a fairly successful oh, she show. Is. She's on a fairly successful show where she is... Uh, it's like one of those, what if a cop plus this shows? Uh, where like she has like a bunch of tattoos that like have like this grand conspiracy oh, that can only be solved and oh yeah, my god her. I had no idea uh, it's yeah I don't remember the name of the show right yeah. now it's blind not blindside or blindfold but yeah I yeah but but she's on a fairly successful show that I think is oh, okay. still going and I think that's one of the reasons they haven't really used her because they because I guess they weren't I guess ABC wasn't paying her enough oh I'm sure yeah I mean but yeah great character. But, like to see more. Yeah, so yeah, I would like to see more. But but yeah, I think we're pretty much cool. done. So um so let's do plugs. All right, well so uh I'm again I'm Sean Ross. I'm the co-host of Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars and Beyond on the Pulp to Pixel <laughs> Podcast Network, where we cover every issue of Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars, Volume One. We've covered Volume Two, we're almost done with. We'll then take on Volume 3, the Jonathan Hickman, Eastside Rubik run. It's a really fun show, especially right now because we're covering Volume 2, which is just the worst thing ever written in the human, in human history. And uh, we have a lot of fun with it, though. We also have a couple other shows like Dial G for Gamer, which is a superhero role-playing show. And uh, Welcome to Astro City, which covers Kurt Busick and Brett Anderson's Astro City book. So, yeah, Pulp to Pixel. Come check us out. Okay, well, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids um, with a guest or two. Um, I also have a little cryptid cat with four thumbs, Dexstar. Uh, you can see pictures of him 
and um, on my Instagram at Marvelous Mooch. And while you're there, you might as well go to my uh, the Alphabet Flight Instagram, which would be um, at Alphabet Flight on that. Uh, Alphabet Flight is also where you can find me on uh, Twitter. And if you'd like to join the Facebook group, the HodgePod Facebook group, uh, that you'll also be able to, you know, hopefully do like discussion and stuff on there if anyone will do it, actually. And um, besides that, uh, I also have a Patreon, which is a, which if I get $25 a month, I will do an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of Marvel in the Marvel Pets Handbook. This has been Alphabet Flights, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Good night. Hi.